Hello and welcome to Yes, You Are Brave. This is a podcast where we are going to set off on a journey together to find and build our brave, where we explore all the ways that you have been brave and all the ways that you can be brave again. Because even though we may have forgotten or we may have fallen out of practice, we're all brave. And I'm on a mission to prove it and help you believe that yes, you are brave. Hello, hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Yes, You Are Brave. I'm Pawnee, I'm your host. Super duper excited that you are here. Let's talk brave, shall we? I'm super excited to talk to you today about being brave. It's one of my favorite things in the world to talk about. And today we're gonna talk about, we're gonna talk about being brave enough to make a plan and to stick to it. And what it actually, and stick to going through being determined enough to actually stick to the plan and get there. So for those of you that don't know, I live in Utah. And today, the day that I'm recording this is Pioneer Day in Utah. And some of you are probably wondering what in the Hades is Pioneer Day. And that's totally fair. But Utah was settled. I mean, obviously there were native peoples here before, but it was settled by members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints or the Mormons as they were known at the time. So they crossed the plains, most of them leaving from around Illinois, some of them from Ohio, crossed the plains, they got to Utah, and that's how Utah was settled. Brigham Young led a group of pioneers. He led the first group of pioneers across the plains, and they didn't really know where they were going. They just knew that things were not working out for them. They had left the... (laughs) They had left the United States technically like two or three times, but the border kept moving west as well. And so they were leaving once again for technically Mexican territory at the time. And they didn't really know where they were going. Brigham Young was leading them. When they got to the Salt Lake Valley, he said, this is the place, that's where they were going to build. And then more people came. That was in 1847. Um, which is why if you're ever in Utah and they talk about the days of 47 rodeo or something about the days of 47, that's actually why. It was because it was July 24th, 1847, when the saints, as they were called, um, reached the Salt Lake Valley. So today is Pioneer Day. It's a state holiday. Most people have it off, and it's a really kind of a big deal here in Utah. Also, tiny disclaimer, my sister has chicks and one of them is super duper loud. There's nothing wrong with it. It just is a diva. And so if you hear chirping that sounds like something is dying in the background, it's really just this chick being a diva. I don't know what the deal is. It's right next to the other two. They have food, they have water. Anyway, but so today is Pioneer Day and it kind of has made me reflect on, of course it always brings a like reflection. It's kind of a big deal in the church because, well, it's considered one of the biggest migrations in American history over a number of years. I can't remember exactly how many years it was. Roughly 70,000 people um, immigrated to, migrated to Utah. And a lot of them actually came from, from Europe. So yes, there were saints that they were gathering. There was, there's a whole history that I won't go into a lot, but a lot of them ended up traveling 
I mean, they they came from England or they came from Denmark. Then they came, you know, they would ride the rail to the end of the line. When they got in, got to the United States, they'd ride the railroad to the end of the line, and then they would get wagons. Some of them pulled handcarts across 1,400 miles to get to what they called Zion. And so I want to talk about kind of taking that inspiration, I guess that that point of view, these people... And it wasn't just Mormon pioneers that did this. There were lots of people in the early American history that made that trip, okay, that, that went west. A couple years later, there was the big gold rush in 1849, where everybody was going to California, everybody was going to Oregon. If you're of a certain age, I'm sure you've played Oregon Trail <laughs> on a com- or the early computers and died of dysentery at some point. And, but anyway, I wanted to kind of think about that and kind of maybe pause, honor those people, and also talk about what we can learn from those people and what they did. And I want to focus on the fact that they made a plan and they did whatever they had to do to make sure that that plan worked out. And I think that that starts with taking a good, long, hard look at where where you are and then trying to figure out where it is you want to go. Because a lot of these people, like I said, they were... They came from all over. They came from all over the world. And many of them came from, again, came from, they, they immigrated to the United States and then they ended up migrating from where they were on in the east over to the west in the Rocky Mountains. So that's no small feat. Um, but they knew what they wanted and they, they made a plan to get there. Now, a lot of you might say that it wasn't a very good plan. Um, some of that early migration stuff, going across the, the going across the plains of the United States. I mean, it's not an easy journey now, but it was very, very difficult then. And I think that you have to admire their determination, their sheer determination. A lot of them made it across out of sheer stubbornness, I think. But they had a plan and they knew what they wanted. So let's look at that. Let's explore this for a little while. And I will I will add a disclaimer that I'll, I'll be perfectly honest. I have not always been the most decisive of pers- people. I struggle sometimes to make decisions. I'm a recovering perfectionist. Sometimes I feel like, what if I don't make the right decision? I struggle with planning because I'm not sure that I can execute it. And sometimes I feel like I need the perfect plan. But I guess this is a good reminder and a good time to look at, okay, what exactly does a perfect plan look like? Because it doesn't matter how perfect the plan if you don't actually move, if you don't actually do something about it, then guess what? It doesn't matter how perfect that plan was. It doesn't matter how beautiful it was. Action has to be taken. Otherwise, the plan is useless. So I want to talk about in your life, what is it that you want? And I'm not saying that we don't have to start super big or super, super big or, or all-encompassing. But pick one thing and decide what it is that you want. The first thing that kind of comes to mind for me personally, because I've been talking about it with different people lately, is what kind of health do you want? Okay, for me, a couple of years ago, I've told this story before, I changed the entire way that I ate. And my life has been exponentially better because of it. I knew that I wanted something, right? And I went after it. I wanted better health. I wanted to feel better I thought it was just that I wanted to lose the weight, 
But what it really was is I wanted to feel better. And now that I'm at that place where I feel better, there's nothing that's going to take me back to where I was. Okay, I have, and I have given up a lot of things, but I feel like the trade-off is so worth it. And so, no, I'm not tempted by, I mean, yes, I am tempted by a lot of things, but I also know how it's going to make me feel, and so I don't want to go back there. So is it your health? Do you want to be in better health? Do you want to be in a better job? Do you want to be in a different place? And what is it that you can do to start getting there? Like I said, it does not have to be a perfect plan. When you look at some of these pioneer groups and all of these things, not just the LDS people, but a lot of them, they they headed off across the country. And at that point, there had only been a couple of explorers that had gone out and come back and told them a few things, but they didn't really know what was out there. You know what I mean? They didn't know what they were going to face. I mean, they had an idea. Yeah, like a really general idea of what was going to happen out on the plains and out on this, this huge trek they were undertaking, but they didn't really know. Um, <laughs> it's just kind of funny because I was just last night looking at this thing. It was talking about the different landscape, how different all of how different everything can be in the United States because it is so big. And so that's another thing like, yeah, you get a good idea of what the land is like, but then guess what? You go 300 miles and it's completely, totally different. Just last week, I went up the mountain, kind of up and over a little bit, the, uh, the mountain that is near my home. And there's a beautiful lake up there, which is not always full, but because we had a lot of, a lot of snow this winter, it's full, it's pretty. And we went on this little hike. There's like a little hike that you can go kind of around it. And you start on the hike and you don't, you're not really, you don't see the lake for about a half mile, three quarters of a mile, something. And then you come around the bend and you see this beautiful lake. And at the moment, it's kind of like this teal color. It's gorgeous. Does not look like it belongs in Southern Utah. Like there's a couple pictures I have that it could very easily be so many other places. It does not seem to fit, especially then you come down the mountain half an hour later you're back in sagebrush and just dirt. So they didn't know what they were going to do. They didn't know what they were going to face, but they had a plan. They were going to get to Zion. They were going to go to this place and they were going to do whatever it took to get there. So my question is, what do you want, first of all? And then my next question is, what are you willing to do to get there? And I realize that it's really easy to say we want something, and it's really easy to complain that we're not there, but it's also really easy to not do anything to get there. So where do you wanna be and what are you actually doing to get there? I realize that that is difficult to do, but I want you to make a plan. I want you to be brave enough to make a plan. To d- first of all, okay, there are several steps to this, this particular brave. The first one is you gotta be brave enough to decide what you want. And I realize that that doesn't seem like it should be a brave thing, but it is. Sometimes deciding what you want can be scary because then when, if you don't know what you want and you don't get it, it's kind of like it's, a, it's an out, right? But if you know what you want and you don't get it, then there's more of a responsibility on you. So first of all, we got to be brave enough to decide what we want. Look at our lives and decide what we want. And pick one area of your life. Okay, if it's okay, I want a better job because you know what? I want to be able to start traveling. I want to be able to start doing things that are fun in my area. I want to start feeling like I'm living, not just existing. So I'm going to get a better job so that I can make money 
and then do fun stuff on the weekends or on my t- with my time off. That is fine, okay? You want to feel like you're living. Cool. What does that look like? So be brave enough to look at your life and decide what you want. Maybe you want better health. Maybe you want to be in shape. Maybe you want to run a marathon. I don't understand why people run marathons. I mean, I do, but also I hate running. So, you know, maybe you want to do that. Maybe you want to... You want to learn a language. Whatever it is, decide what it is you want. And then make a plan. Make a plan to start reaching for that goal and also decide what are you willing to do to get there. How willing are you to work, (laughs) to get up every morning, to work at it a little bit, even if it's a side thing that you're doing on top of your nine to five. There are plenty of people that do things on the side that are not necessarily a business or even um, like a side hustle. It's just something that makes them happy, right? In Big Magic about creative living, Elizabeth Gilbert tells a story about her friend who wanted to go back to ice skating because she felt like that's when she was creative and she, she loved the feeling of that even though she hadn't done it since she was little. And so she got up like two or three times a week at like 5.30 in the morning so she could go skate for an hour before work. So it doesn't have to necessarily be something that you are, you don't have to change your entire life, but what do you want and what is it going to take to get there? Sometimes it's really not that big or crazy or complicated. Maybe it really is sometimes just about getting more sleep, drinking more water and eating less crap. Like that's a possibility, you know? Um, Sometimes it's just saying no to things that you don't actually have the capacity to do. You know, we talked about that a couple weeks ago. I think it's also worth mentioning. So decide, first of all, decide what you want in life. And then decide what it is you're willing to do to get there. And then make a plan and start moving forward on that plan. Going back to the pioneer theme, there was a plan. It was not a great plan. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. It When you look at it, it doesn't seem like the greatest of plans, right? We're just going to get in wagons. We're just going to head out and we'll see what happens, right? You guys wait for further instructions. We'll tell you when we get there type of thing, right? Doesn't seem like the best of plan. And then later, so the first first couple of years, most of the people crossed the plains in wagon companies. But then later, especially when a lot of the people that were coming were were, were immigrants, they didn't have a lot of money, okay? A lot of the people that came from Europe to join the Mormon saints, they were not well off and they had spent pretty much everything that they had to get to the United States. And so a lot of them, it was gonna take two or three or four years for them to earn the money to buy a wagon and and a team and be able to get across the plains. So they came up with a different plan that a lot of people think was a terrible plan, but it actually wasn't. Um, was to pull handcarts. So what they would do is they would build these handcarts. They were a lot cheaper. They were lighter. There was not a lot of weight allowed per person. And then they would travel with a couple of wagons that had like food and everything for the whole company. And the idea was that along the way, they would have places for them to stop and to resupply, things like that. And I know that there's also, there was a couple of those handcart companies that left too late in the season and they had some real hardships. And that's what a lot of people think about when they think the handcart companies. But when I took my Utah history class in college, the professor says a lot of people said it was a plan that like was doomed to fail. But there were lots of handcart companies that actually made it very, fairly successfully to the Salt Lake Valley. It was just 
the, that company that left really late. They left in like July or something. And so they did not get across before it started to snow. So, but they made a plan and they started executing that plan. And most of them, not all of them, there were a good number of people died along the way, but all of, most of them made it. So, and maybe that, that seems a little down and depressing, I know, but your plan doesn't have to be perfect. Your plan does not have to be perfect from the get-go. It doesn't have to look super pretty and people, other people don't necessarily have to understand and approve of your plan. And your plan, the other thing is your plan can change. It doesn't matter. You know, you, can, you may have a plan that's working pretty well, but maybe there's another way you can do it. The, like I said, the, the pioneers started out in wagons and then guess what? They moved to handcarts because it was became necessary to adjust the plan to get people out there faster. So I know that this has been a little longer and maybe I've been a little rambly, but I want to encourage you to look at your life and just figure out where you are. Be honest. Where are you in your life and with things in your life? And where do you want to be? And then where, what do you need to do? Decide what you need to do to get where you want to be. Make a plan. Doesn't even matter if it's that good of a plan. Make a plan and start moving because action brings clarity. It does. Action brings brings clarity. You're going to start moving. You're going to decide if it's the right path. If it's not, if it's not the right path, cool. Then you can adjust. You can adjust the plan. You can make changes. You're never stuck in something. But I want you to know that you're amazing and that you are wonderful and you can have whatever it is that you want. Better health, a better job, more fun, more joy in your life. You can have it if you're willing to make a plan and just start moving. So that is what I have for you this week. Happy Pioneer Day. I know it'll be a couple days late. Also, just remember that you are amazing. You're awesome. You're wonderful. You are loved and you are supported. I love you. And remember, you can do anything that you want to do. You can. You are wonderful. You are amazing. And you are completely capable of making your wildest dreams come true. You've got this. Have a fantastic day. Thanks for listening. And if you enjoyed what you've heard today, please leave a review down below and share this with anyone that you feel like could use a little more brave in their life. And if you'd like to follow more of my journey to be brave, you can follow me on social media and link down below. Have a fantastic day and don't forget to be brave.